Hey, welcome to another Axe Church podcast. Glad you're with us today. My name's Hunter. I'm on staff here at Axe Church. If you're new with us, so glad you found us. Check out our website, www.axechemist.org. Um, we just are going to talk about things in life in this podcast. We just talk about how God has worked in our lives and talk about scripture and different facets of life and talk about how it relates to uh, Christ and how we can better live for Christ as Christians. Um, so glad you're with us. Today, it's just me and Kristen Weyer. Hello. And she is our children's director, if you don't know that. Um, and today, we have a sick pastor, David. So And we did not want to be in a small contained room with him. Yeah, he was like, let's, with go, him. let's go do the podcast. And I was like, how about <laughs> like, you? We can just do it. You do the podcast from over there without a microphone <laughs> that you're breathing on. And, and spitting on and hacking yeah. on. <laughs> so he thinks he's having a conversation with us right now, but he's just really out of it. The cold medicine is... <laughs> Just kidding. He seems mostly, mostly with it. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about this last week's sermon, which David is doing a two-part uh, mini-series on anxiety. Um, and if you're listening to this in the future, this is March twenty. Well, today is March twenty seventh, two thousand nineteen. He preached his first anxiety sermon on March twenty fourth, twenty nineteen, and the other one will be next week on March twenty, March thirty first. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, so um, you can go back and you can listen on our Axe Church Sermon channel. And real quick, I'm just going to plug that we have switched from SoundCloud to, or we're working on switching from SoundCloud to our new channels. If you're listening to this on the Axe Church Sermons and Podcast channel, you're on the old one. That's going away soon. We've split it up into an Axe Church Podcast channel, which this should be on, and then an Axe Church Sermons channel, uh, which the sermons are on appropriately. And, uh, and then we also have the Contemplate channel, which is more like a radio um, breakdown of David's sermons split up into about 25-minute pieces. Um, so go look for those. We'll put the links in the description of this podcast. But we are going to be talking about this last week's sermon, so go listen to that if you haven't yet. Or you can just listen to this and see what we come up with. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll kind of... We're more interesting anyways. I'm just kidding. totally... Well... I am more interesting. Right, right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> David started his sermon off, um, well, he started off with something else, but his first scripture point that he talked about was Psalm 94, verse 19. And uh, this is the International Standard Version I'm reading from. It says, when my anxious inner thoughts become overwhelming, your comfort encourages me. Um, and that's really, you know, the crux of the message of how how Christians ought to deal with anxiety is is we find our, our hope in Christ. Um, and so and when we are talking about anxiety in this sermon and in particular this podcast as well, mm-hmm. um, this one was more geared towards like general worry. Um, so right. not those like anxiety disorders or anything like that, that, that will be next week's sermon and possibly next week's podcast. Um, yeah. And he we'll touched see. on that a little bit in this yeah, week's And he too. touched on it a little bit in this week's sermon, but for the sake of this podcast, I think we'll be using the term anxiety as, um, general worry and Something not like that everybody has. that everybody has. Yes. So it's not like the clin- uh, clinical term, of like anxiety disorders. Um, so just to like kind of put that definition out there, like for the sakes of this podcast. Right, right. The more, yeah, the more general term. And and Kristen has more of a uh, psychology background yeah, than I do. I so a little clinical background. Right. So she knows much more about that. I'm just kind of, I'm spitballing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so he started out talking about how, how God is, is our encouragement. Um, and, also, you did a podcast 
Oh, probably over a year it ago now. It was like one of our first podcasts. Right. Go I think check it's it out. Episode three, maybe. Yeah, it was me and Pastor David and um, Pastor Glenn Cook, who is our youth pastor. And we all kind of like shared our testimonies about um, clinical anxiety and depression. Um, so if you scroll like way, way, way back in our podcast, yeah. um, it was one of my favorite ones that I've done to date so far. Um, so go check yeah, it so out. This is, this a, is a really interesting topic. I mm-hmm. know it's really, really prevalent. I feel like in today's society, um, with adults and young and young adults and, you know, older adults, just like everybody, I feel like this is a more prevalent thing that, um, is talked about and discussed. And, um, I feel like especially the past couple of years, um, it's kind of becoming destigmatized and people are more willing to like open up about general worry and how yeah. things are making them feel, which is to me really empowering. And I think is a really great thing to be right. open and vulnerable about the things that we're feeling. You um, don't have to feel like a failure. Right. Cause they're completely normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so like even in Psalms, they're talking about like the anxieties of the mind. Like mm-hmm. I feel like the stigma that hasn't been overcome with anxiety is that it's a very dark place, which I'm not going to say is wrong. Um, it's like a really negative feeling. It has like this term with like negativity, like you don't want to feel that way and you do everything to make that negative feeling go away or suppress it or make it better. Which just probably makes it worse. Right. And in my opinion, like if we don't paint like a negative light on anxiety, like it's so bad and it takes you to a dark place and really realize that like people have been suffering for general worry, whether it's like clinical anxiety or not, but even just general worry plaguing your mind. It's been happening since like, you know, so the Psalms and before then, you know, like right. with David and like, I'm sure Noah had so much anxiety and worry as the world was flooding around him and he yeah. was watching everyone die, like, like or building the ark and people were thinking that it was absolutely nuts and yeah. just absolutely crazy. Or, you know, um, Abraham and Sarah trying to get pregnant and like have all these kids, like there is anxiety in between the lines of almost every biblical story in the Old Testament. Right. And so to label these emotions as like, oh, you don't want to have anxiety, it's bad. Da, 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 da. Like it's not normal. It's like a dark if, place. If, it's if really you use negative. anxiety, there's something wrong with you. Right. And that's not the case. Like it is an emotion that I think everybody feels. Now, I think some people suffer with it more than others and feel right. it more to a deeper extent or Absolutely. it causes more um, just life troubles. But I think it's a general emotion that everyone can feel just like happiness is, just like right. sadness is. It's just an emotion in our emotional tool belt as humans that we feel. Mm -hmm. And so kind of taking that stigma out of like anxiety is bad. I don't want to be anxious. Let me numb myself from all of this worry and just say, okay, let me feel this. Let me be anxious. And then let me be comforted by the fact that like God is my encourager and God is my comforter. And like, it's all in his good and perfect timing. Right. Um, And like lean on that scripture and lean on Christ to help you cope and deal with those general emotions that everybody feels throughout their entire lives. Right, right. Same with, you know, sorrow or grief exactly. or, or anything like that. Um, it's, if you are a human living life and you're not just, well, even if you are just a couch potato living <laughs> in your parents' basement, you know, even then you probably have some, you, you probably have some anxieties. Do, honestly, hopefully you have some anxiety in that some situation. Some healthy anxiety. <laughs> right. Get you, uh, get you motivated. But yeah, I think, um, I think anxiety is just a fact of living in a fallen world um, and, and having things that are going to be obstacles for us that we're not going to know how to, how to overcome them. Um, I don't, I've, I've noticed in my own life, I'm going to speak for myself first and I'll ask you. um, I did not have hardly any anxiety 
as a kid. Um, I was very rarely anxious. And if I was anxious, it was more, I think anxious and nervous are very similar mm-hmm. um, feelings. Mm-hmm. And I would say most of my anxiety as a, as a kid, and I'm talking until like 18, was more just nervousness mm-hmm. for you know big things that you really should be nervous for. Um, but as I became an adult and went off to college, and then got a job, I've started feeling, you know, the things I'm doing matter a lot more now. Yeah. Um, not that if you're a, a student listening to this right now, not that the things that you do right now don't matter, but, um, you know, there's a little more grace for you at, at your stage in life. There's a little more um, chance to uh, be corrected mm-hmm. in, a, in a healthy way at that age. And so as I started seeing, man, the things that I'm doing now have really significant consequences depending on how I handle them, um, that anxiety started welling up. Yeah. And, we, and, you know, to an extent, that's a healthy thing, I think. It's healthy because as you get more responsibility, there's, like, more pressure and more like, mm-hmm. oh, like, exactly like you said, this could have a it bigger means, effect than I'm used to having. Which is is great. That's a blessing from right, God that you right. are getting these these increasingly important um, opportunities. Yeah, right. it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's It's kind of like anxiety is a symptom, kind of like you have... Um, like allergies or something like that. And maybe this is a bad uh, example. And he, people are like, what is he talking about? We'll see. We'll Where's see David? where it goes. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> um, allergies, you, you have these um, inflammatory responses to things that your body perceives as dangerous. And I think of anxiety kind of the same way. Oh, yeah, for you, sure. Okay. Whew. It is. No, it is a biological <laughs> innate thing um, when you break down our parasympathetic nervous system. It is Whoa. fight or it is fight or flight, as they would like to say. So when we were that's cavemen what or whatever, <laughs> totally, that's exactly what you're referring to. When we were in a dangerous situation, our mind goes to um, fight or flight. And there's one other one that starts with an F or freeze, I think. It's flight, f- fight, flight, or freeze. Oh, yeah, that's what I um, do. And that's, <laughs> and me too. Um, and that's uh, where it, it, it also has so many hormones connected to it. And this is where I'm saying it's like the more clinical side that we'll get to, I think, like next week. But anxiety does produce those bodily things because it is something right. that is innate in us and it mm-hmm. has bodily effects. It's and not just psychological, it's physiological no, exactly. Too. Right. And it's, and but it's also... You, you say the fight or flight. I don't know what the freeze helps with, but you know when you have um, when well, you have deer's freeze, like deer in the headlights. But that doesn't work. And then they <laughs> and then they flight yeah, if they're lucky. If they're lucky, and the car doesn't hit them. Right, first. right. Anyway, anyway, um, and and so these are things that I think God put in us to yeah. naturally um, help us in life. Mm-hmm. You know, it and protect us. Right, essentially, yeah. Right, exactly. Because if if we have dangerous situations coming at us and we just go, hmm, that's a bummer and right. don't have any anxiety <laughs> about it, we're not going to react. So then the question comes, um, how do we handle it when the anxiety is disproportionate to what it should be? Um, I, I, I don't think anxiety is wrong. I think disproportionate anxiety that becomes overwhelming is is what's mm-hmm. wrong um, and letting ourselves dwell on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then... Uh, how, how do you think, and, and the sermon, of course, talked about it, but how have you used um, different mechanisms to cope with anxiety oh gosh, all of the on a wrong daily ones. basis? <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> I have a tendency Food, to use all, yeah. Netflix. Food, like my phone, distractions, Right, Netflix, when you're so busy like, that you just don't do anything. Right, instead. exactly, because right. you're just like exhausted. Um, 
but one that I have kind of struggled with on the line of it's unhealthy and it's really healthy, uh, not really healthy, but it's acceptably healthy, I guess, is right. sleep. Um, mm -hmm. So sometimes I'll get, you know, like so anxious or get so caught up in my thoughts that, you know, like I, the only way for me to like stop worrying about it is somehow like making myself go to bed, go mm -hmm. through whether it's at seven o'clock at night or 10 o'clock at night, doesn't matter what time, go through the steps of like having a bedtime routine, get myself in bedtime mode and try, try to shut off my brain and sleep so I can wake up and start another day. That's a lot easier said than done there. I have a lot of anxiety nights where I can't sleep and it does interfere with um, sleeping and my nighttime routine and getting any sleep at all because I can't turn off my brain. Some people are better than that than others. Oh, I'm um, great at that. Oh, <laughs> no, I wish. Not really. No, but I just like sometimes putting everything down in a way and really like trying to go to bed and just kind of like shutting everything off and um, just going to bed with the insight of like, okay, tomorrow's a new day. Like God brings new mercies every single day. And like, I just need to go to bed and see where I'm at tomorrow. And if I'm at a better place or I'm at the same place or I'm mm -hmm. at a worse place. Um, I also recently, this is very recent. Um, so I didn't talk about it in the last podcast because I didn't do it. I, because I have been struggling with a lot of anxiety and depression as of very recently, um, and I have been talking to um, a counselor about it, and I um, do these guided meditations on um, God, like prayer and scripture. Um, so it's basically this email list I'm subscribed to, and each meditation kind of has like a central scripture or theme, mm -hmm. and it's basically a listen to this audio track and meditate and contemplate God's word and say prayers during that time. So it's really a great opportunity for me to kind of quiet my mind and be still with God, mm -hmm. um, which is really scriptural and something I really haven't found profound meaning in until very, very recently is having that time. Um, because I've, I've used to have like Bible reading time where I would like sit down and read my Bible, but I wouldn't mm. like contemplate and meditate and sit and be it still with God. It just became a God. task that you're like, I've got to get through this right, verse like, I've gotta, so that I can get on to the next thing right, that I'm I can, anxious I've got to finish the Bible in 365 days. Like, let's do right, this, right. which is good because it got me in the habit of reading scripture. But mm. at the end of the day, it was checking off a box. And I think in this season of my life, um, being still with God has just brought on a whole new meaning. So as of recently, and I had to do this last night, I had a really hard conversation um, with a friend, Jen, and it was hard but good. Just one of those conversations that leaves you... Um, Emotionally exhausted. Yeah, and mm -hmm. like giving you a lot of perspective that you like kind of knew but didn't really want to admit. And like hearing it from someone else, you're like, oh, dang it. <laughs> thank you, but um, no thank you. <laughs> right. And so I went home and I was just, I was an anxious wreck. I couldn't turn my mind off. Um, the, you know, turning on mindless TV wasn't working. Playing games on my phone wasn't working. Um, and I had to turn everything off and I had to sit and be still and like dwell in the presence of of God, you know, like through the Holy Spirit and meditate and um, listen to this meditation. And it's about 15 minutes. Um, and when I do it at night, I always fall asleep, which I think is a blessing from God because sometimes his comfort and his encouragement is like, okay, rest. It allows you, yeah. Right, like, okay, you're safe, rest. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I thought I was going to have a sleepless night, you know, I turned on that meditation and eight minutes into the meditation, I was asleep. <laughs> I don't even think I finished it. Right. But I still got that like eight minutes of being still and quiet with God. And it really just calmed my thoughts. And then that took a, like effect on my body and really like my mind and soul were quiet and like dwelling with Christ. And it was just and very nice. Get the sleep that yeah, you also need. Yeah. And I woke up and like, I still have anxiety. Those problems aren't gone. That conversation didn't happen, 
but it was just a moment to like rest in God's comfort and like encouragement when I felt like I couldn't shut my brain off right. about and, things. <laughs> and while the anxiety wasn't God, did it feel less overwhelming or yeah. is it, was it still oh, there? Oh, for sure. It's okay. still there, it, but it feels very less overwhelming because it's just quiet. Like mm-hmm. you just sit in prayer and like, right. and it takes practice. I'm not going to say I did it perfectly the first time. Like I have terrible ADHD. I can't tell if anybody you know with how fast I'm talking. Da, 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 da. But um, <laughs> want some coffee? Yeah, right. My mind wanders a lot, and so it really does take practice and patience, like and gentleness with yourself. But like, just taking that time with God, it, it quiets everything down, and it doesn't make everything better. It doesn't make it completely disappear, but it makes it more manageable. It makes it like, hey, like God's here, and He's big enough for this emotion that seems to be overwhelming and that like is controlling your life. But like, guess what? God's big enough to like take that on and he like wants to carry that for you and he wants to comfort you and give you a hug and he wants to encourage you and and it'll give you better perspective exactly and uh, with all of that eventually after the initial like comfort and quiet like I think that then opens up the mind to wisdom and discernment but it's a it's a process it doesn't happen all at one time right um but that's just a way that I've been dealing with some of my general and clinical anxieties that I've been having around life lately is really meditating in the presence of God and not just reading my Bible and doing a devotional, mm-hmm. but like sitting with this guided meditation of be like, think about this, like think of, you know, this action of laying these things down at the cross or like think about what it's like being in the presence of God or, you know, Make something it real. guided, yeah. right. That really makes it real and makes it able to press in deeper and further. Um, those meditations are called encounter meditations. If you're interested, just Google it. Um, it'll pop up. They're really awesome. That's great. <laughs> cool. Nice plug. Hopefully that'll be helpful to some people. And um, yeah, I I definitely have felt times like where the anxiety gets overwhelming where I don't have like a logical reason to be mm-hmm. pondering this thing anymore. Like I've thought through, I've, I've, I've analyzed the reasons that you I'm worried. You think you've played out every situation on how it would go. Right, right. Yeah. And now it's not, it, now it's not helping me. This anxiety is not helping me um, analyze the situation or or whatever it is. Now it's just keeping me from being able to rest in God and mm-hmm. rest literally, you know. Um, and sometimes I like I will purposely be. Sometimes I need sleep, but I'm purposely not letting myself sleep yeah. because of these feelings of worry. Um, sometimes I just can't sleep because of the feelings of worry. But it's amazing how I can be, you know, on the verge of like. I'm done with all this. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm quitting my job. Right. I'm, quit. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Running I'm away. running away. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start a new life and I won't have any problems and everything's going to be perfect. Exactly. <laughs> I do that too. And then I go to bed and I wake up. I'm like, Oh, I am so dramatic. Like, mm-hmm. cause you just, you, I think sometimes you literally, your brain just isn't able to process things and, and reset itself like it needs to do on a regular basis. And so, well, and some people can't like, restart their brain themselves I guess like sometimes people get so caught up and I do this too get so caught up in the anxiety that like there is no way out of it and even being alone and meditating like that's not going to work because you cannot get out of your own head and I've had those times too and like what's helped me during those times where I feel like I cannot get out of my own head and I can't keep replaying all of these scenarios of how things are going to fail and be miserable and be awful, you know, that's when the time I really have to seek out friendships and guidely, and godly counsel and wisdom and say, I am so afraid of this happening. Mm-hmm. And that person will be like, well, why? 
and actually talking out the scenarios that I play in my head, right. hearing them out loud verbally, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is the most ridiculous thing right. ever. You it know? is not worth the worry that I'm giving it. Right. And you have those friendships where those people are like, oh my gosh, that's the stupidest thing ever. Don't worry about that. But having those friendships are like, that's the enemy or that's not true because like you are worth something or because like life is not all about this. And I think this is an idol in your life or, you know, maybe God is like taking this away so you can, you know, um, grow your relationship with him and just like having people speak that truth into me so I can replay those words in my head, you know, and um, I guess not find my encouragement and comfort in others, but like use what they say because mm-hmm. God will speak to me through them. And um you know, replay those words. So I know when I'm thinking about those scenarios of like, oh, I'm going to fail. Like I'm worthless. I'm going to mess this up. It's going to ruin everything. And I hear those voices that say, no, like you're more than your failures. Like God is bigger than your failures. Like he's still going to use you. It's going to be okay. Like this isn't going to matter in 10 years. It's not going to matter in eternity, which seems belittling, but sometimes with anxiety, like you need that reminder that like, this isn't going to consume you. And there's more to life than this worry, right. you know? And so I encourage you, if you feel like you can't get outside of those negative thoughts and you can't escape the worry and anxiety, go find someone that um, you love and that you trust and that has a powerful arsenal of God's truth and wisdom so they can um, they can speak truth into your life and show you scripture. Because sometimes I'll read the Bible and that scripture is not enough. Like I need to hear it from another person because God's going to use the Holy Spirit and that person to meet me where I'm at. Um, so I can hear it better, um, which is just how I am. Sometimes it's really frustrating. Um, but um, if I just really urge you, like, if you feel like you're so stuck in your anxiety and your worry that you can't get out of your own head and you can't, you know, hear anything but your negative thoughts, just go find someone that you love and that has, you know, godly words and godly love who can speak truth and comfort into your life. Um, and tell you that like your fears are lies that like Satan's projecting to try and derail you um, from what God brings, which is, you know, love and grace and mercy and all of those things, which is, I think, another thing about fear that David's talked about in past sermons about anxiety. And I think we even talked about in the last podcast, it's like fear is really an, like a tactic from the enemy. And it's something that the mm-hmm. enemy uses and fear doesn't come from love. Um, I think it's in First John um, yeah, First John chapter four eighteen. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out all fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Um, and so, all of that to say, like these fears that you have, whether they're about general things in life, like you know, oh, I'm worried about money. I'm tied on money this month, or if it's really life changing stuff, like you're going through a divorce or someone just passed, you know. Um, the fears that you have entangled in that, they're not coming from Christ because they're not coming from a place of love. They're coming from a place of um, punishment and like, you know, and mm-hmm. um, from the enemy to distract you or, you know, to make you feel weak. Um, and I just, I want to say that like the enemy does use fear and anxiety and worry to really weaken people down to make them feel isolated and alone. Um, and that's when, like, I think just um, community-based faith and churches are really, really important. So you can have those relationships with people where you can say, like, hey, I'm really afraid. And those people in your community and in your church and your life group can um, speak love into you and speak truth into you that comes from Scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I think um, along with fear, 
uh, anxiety comes from a lack of, of trust in God. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's sometimes that's like something that like we're aware of that, like, yeah, no, I really don't trust God here. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is a conscious thing. And sometimes it's not a conscious thing. Sometimes it's, uh, something that we have to remind ourselves of, like, no, I know this is a truth that I know and that I can have faith in despite my anxiety. Um, Andy Minio, who's a, he's yeah. a Christian rapper. He put out an EP recently yeah, called I The Arrow. Yeah, I love this song. Mm-hmm. So good. And it talks about how um, how he was on a flight one time mm-hmm. and all he saw was, you know, darkness. It was just dark because it was, uh, he was there below the clouds. It was very, you know, rainy, stormy. Stormy, yeah. Um, not cheery at all. And then, um, you know, everything went away for a second. He was in the cloud and then he came out above the clouds and the sun was out. Mm-hmm. And it was this thing that he realized that the sun's been there the whole time. Mm-hmm. I was below the clouds, um, so worried about the weather when all we had to do was get above the clouds yeah. and and we can see reality yeah. that that the world is the the sun's still there and he you know, he's telling us as a metaphor for anxiety. Um, and and worry in his own life. And when he realizes, when he gets, quote unquote, above the clouds, um, you know, he can see like, oh, this is the perspective that I should have. This is the perspective that things are not um, as bad as they are when I get my, when I let my distrust, fear, um, whatever it is, get me into that place of anxiety. And so, um, yeah, I think when it comes to anxiety, we have to look to, to God's promises to tell us, hey, the sun, you might be below the clouds right now. It may look grim. It may look like you don't have any hope, but do you believe these promises that I've made? Um, Matthew 6, 25 through 34, um, and I'm reading the New King James Version, says, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on about your body, what you'll put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And so what this is saying, oh, and that's not the whole thing. Um, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? And that's um, a scripture that over the last like, year and a half, um, I've been not homeless, but, you know, I've, I've been living with, um, with family and, and my wife and I've been, you know, looking for a way to get our own place. And, um, sometimes I, I go, God, why aren't you providing for me? Mm -hmm. Um, I, I get kind of caught up in that. And that's been, um, one of my sources of anxiety over the last few years. Um, but I, you know, I, I have to remind myself one, (laughs) thank you God that I have people who are able to care for me and, and take me in, um, in the meantime. And, and do I trust you to, to provide for me eventually? Um, am I going to let my current circumstance distract me so much, um, from your goodness that I'm going to forget all these other amazing things that you're doing for me. Um, and this, this scripture is, is really something. Another thing that David talked about that I really liked from a sermon this last Sunday. So again, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Um, I won't be offended if you pause the, the, the podcast here. Um, he talked about how children 
do not, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, children do not have anxiety yeah. because they have parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as you grow older, it's for some reason, you get less aware of the fact that you have caring parents. Yeah. Well, and you, and you step out on your own a little bit too. Um, and you tend to worry about things more than you did as a four-year-old. Yeah. You know, as a four-year-old, you, you would jump off of, you know, the, the playground and you know right. that your, your dad or your mom's going to catch you there. Um, and I mean, we see people who don't have parents mm-hmm. who, who have, um, problems with anxiety more so. And we'll, I imagine that might come up, um, over the next week as we talk yeah. more about the, the clinical side of, of this, but, um, it's the same way with God. We have a father who, if we have faith like a child, um, we're not going to worry about, well, what if, what if I jump from here and, and God doesn't catch me? A child of God trusts God um, and doesn't worry about those things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I liked that too. Um, but as a, I don't know, as a kid that didn't have, I, I had good parents. They right. they did what they could. But having, you know, a turbulent childhood, I think there's more anxiety in my childhood than um than I would have liked or want other children to have. Right. But I think the metaphor of, you know, really being just like this helpless baby and like having to rely on mm-hmm. Christ. And I feel like in my life right now, I have to revert to that childlike faith. Are you, are you trying to be a four-year-old who's trying to act like she's trying to get her whole, like she's trying to run a whole <laughs> business or something like that? Right, right. It's like I don't, yeah, yeah. I I feel like in this season of my life, I'm really trying to revert to like even like a, a newborn-like dependency right. on Christ to get rid of my fear because I have so many things just about like my future. Like I feel like my life is really at a crossroads where I can, you know, like continue being immature and I can revert to like being back like a teenager and not wanting to take responsibility for anything. Or there's this other side of the road where I can really like start taking strides to be more independent and more adult like and kind of like set out and like start my own life, which is really anxiety ridden for me Um, (laughs) because I don't want to start this life by myself. Like, ah, I don't want to be an adult, Um, which we talk about like in the millennial me podcast all the time. Like I don't want an adult today. Um, Anyway, (laughs) I just, I, I liked that too, because I think having a childhood where I struggled, like having dad issues and not having the most reliable, dependable father, um, that aspect of remembering that like Christ is like a our parent mm-hmm. um, and not having like a trustworthy dad, it really causes like trust issues with God. And that's where a lot of my anxiety stems from is like, I did not have a good earthly father. And so like having this big, perfect, amazing heavenly father literally blows my mind to the point where it's so hard to trust and believe in backwards. that. Yeah. Like it just feels insane to me. And so like, I know that that's where a lot of my anxiety stems from. And so just to, like have that reminder that like, no, like God is the perfect heavenly father that like is going to catch you when you fall, you mm-hmm. know, doesn't, he doesn't care that you fell or hurt yourself. Like he's going to be there to like help heal you and comfort you and tell you it's okay. But also at the same time, kind of give you that stern talking to like, what were you thinking jumping off of that? Like, right. but out of a place of love. And like I said, not having examples of those things, like growing up, it really baffles my mind that God is like all of that. And I think that's what I mean by like, God is so big. He's like big enough to carry 
all of these things, all of these emotions, all of these fears, anxieties that I'm having, it's like, it really just blows my mind every day, like how big God is and how he wants to be literally your everything, you know, mm-hmm. and catch you when you're fall, you fall. And um, one of my favorite parts, going back to that Matthew 6 verse, right. is the very last one, um, Matthew 6, 34. It says, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient is the day for its own trouble. And I think the reason why I like that verse so much is because it's like, it's not God saying like, hey, get over it. Don't be worried. Mm -hmm. He's not saying that. Right. Like he's saying like, tomorrow's going to have its own troubles and tomorrow's going to have its own worries. Like stay present with me here now. Like seek me out now. Be still with me now because he's not acknowledging that like, Tomorrow's everything is going to be perfect. Even if we trust in him, even if he's big enough for all these things, like we live in a broken world and he knows that. So it's not like he has these ridiculously high expectations of us never to worry or fear for anything again. Right. Like in this verse, it speaks so much to his like daily new everyday grace that he has for us saying Mm -hmm. like, don't worry today. If you're worrying about tomorrow, you're not going to get what I have for for you you today. today. Right. Mm -hmm. And and it's okay because you're going to be worried tomorrow and you're going to be worried today. Like that worry is going to continue. It's not going to be gone, but he still meets us right there. And it says like through this worry, like I have plans for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use you. Um, it's going to be okay. Like I got you, you know? And like, that's just so real to me right there because it just reminds me that like God doesn't expect us to be perfect and have our act together all the time. Um, it's not like Christianity is this ridiculously high expectation that I feel like our culture pushes or whatever. Like God is willing to meet us in whatever fears, anxieties, depressions, sadness, grieving, lamenting, happiness, joy, wherever we're at. And he knows that like tomorrow's going to be different and tomorrow's going to have its own set of troubles. And today is troubling enough. And like he wants us to be with him in that moment so we can get everything that we can out of it because tomorrow's going to be a whole new day with all of these new trials. But guess what? God's big enough for that thing tomorrow too. And the next day and the next day and the next day, like he's just so good and he's so big. And like, he is that like perfect heavenly father that wants to do all of those things for you. It's just allowing yourself or allowing him to actually be that. And that is so hard. (laughs) Right. Right. So hard. Yep. Especially when, um, you don't see a possibility where your worst fears aren't going to come true. You know, right. sometimes they just feel so overwhelming, and to and sometimes your worst fear will come true. Right, and that thing that you didn't want to happen is going to actually happen. Mm-hmm. And God's and big enough and real enough in that moment. Too. Yes, yeah. And if you've had that those types of things happen before, um, a lot of times you find out when they happen. God, you're you're big enough to handle this yeah. thing. Um, I was worrying about it, thinking I was going to be. I think we, when we worry about these things, sometimes we see them. We know God's with us now, but when we look at those things ahead, we're not we're not counting on on what God is going to do in those right. situations. And I think He blesses us in those situations, and we're so worried about like what that future is going to look like, or what that means for my family, or what that means for my career, or what that means for you know my wealth or whatever that we don't we can't even anticipate the anticipate the blessing that God is going to have for us like after that trial right. and after that worry and that's like again something that I'm just really figuring out in this season is that like I have a lot to be anxious about but I have even more 
to feel like blessed and joyful about. Right. And like last week we talked about rejoicing um, in First Thessalonians, right? Right, right. One of the last chapters, last verses of um, First like Thessalonians is like rejoice <laughs> always. So like in your anxieties, when you feel like nothing's going right and you don't know how the future's going to go, like guess what? We still have things to rejoice about because the things that we were anxious three years ago might not be the same things that we're anxious about now. And maybe they are, and that's okay. Like God's going to work on that and God's going to redeem that and he's going to bless that eventually. Mm-hmm. Like he has a plan. But I know for me, the things I was anxious about three years ago are not the same things I'm anxious about now. And right. guess what? Like God brought me out of that season and he blessed that and like redeemed some of those areas. And like, I am stronger in my faith now helped. than I was then. Right. And that Even helps you see. Even though it was super anxiety ridden and, you know, I was in college and I was like, what am I going to do for my career? Because never right. did I think I was going to be doing this. Anyway, <laughs> and I had like all of these pressures, but like God was faithful. He worked in ways that I had no idea. I had no idea I was going to be sitting here talking about God every day of my life. That's not what I had for my plan for my life. Uh-huh. Um, but God's plan is bigger and greater and like it's bigger and greater than all of our daily worries, fears, and anxieties. And like, if we're just faithful, he'll, he'll bless those things. Right. And looking back at those things can help you look ahead at the things yeah. coming because you go... And have trust. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, you, you, get a, you get to see more than only in scripture, see God's track record yeah. um, in those promises. You get to see his track record in your own yeah. life, um, which just, I think, is, is part of the reward of having faith in God mm-hmm. is you get to see how that faith plays out mm-hmm. over over years and years. Um, and we're still pretty stinking young, so yeah. we're, we're probably not even like, we're probably like talking about something that we don't understand Right, yet. and people are like, oh, you're so cute. Yeah, like, bless think, your heart. Yeah. Like, ah. Right, these kids. No. Right, um, but obviously, you know, we... Everybody it, has anxiety, like right, no matter right. the age. It, yeah. Yes, I do agree that it look will look different throughout your life seasons and your age. Right. Um, because like I said, the things that I was worried about when I was a 15-year-old girl are very different than the things that I'm mm-hmm. worried about now. Hopefully. Right, right. hopefully. I mean, some ways <laughs> so, are the same, true, like fitting true, yeah. in and like wanting to be like a good person and like wanting right. to make an impact. But that's something I've just always been worried about in my life is like yeah. having an impact, you know? There are human things that from the time you're three to the right. time you're 300 Right, Wait, you're going to be worried about. But I think some of the things I really got caught up on, like how much do I weigh, like what cl- clothes am I going to wear, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like those things don't matter to me now. And like mm-hmm. God was f- faithful and brought me through that and taught me right. really good lessons. So Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. So that's anxiety. Yeah. Um, if you have any anxiety, um, plug in you know, to your church community, go find a pastor, go find a counselor to talk about these things, especially if you feel like these things are really paralyzing. Um, that's a, It's a very normal thing to be paralyzed by um, panic, fear, and anxiety. And if you are struggling with any of those issues, like please talk to your doctor, talk to a counselor, talk to a pastor, um, talk to someone that you trust. Um, Cause sometimes just voicing these things um, releases the power that it has over us. And that's just the first step in God wanting to heal us is actually admitting that we have this anxiety that's ruining our life and that we want better and that God has better for us. So just, I encourage you to take the first step and um, open up and be honest to someone about your anxiety or about your worries. You'd be surprised how many people are worried about the same thing. Right. Yeah. And if, if you just feel like you don't have um, anyone like that in your life, 
Um, you know, you can find us on Facebook, send us a message. Oh, um, yes. We have so many people that would love to talk to you about right. this subject. Yep. I'm very passionate about it. I know our lead pastor, David's very passionate about it. Right. Um, Glenn Cook, I know, is another person. And, and you're not going to be talking, just talking to people. Right. That's just talking about people in leadership. That's not even talking about the people in our congregation. Right. But you would and be messaging you, someone on staff who right. is you're just appropriately to going to um, walk you through these issues. So you're not just going to be talking to a random person. But you're also not going to be talking to somebody who has no idea, like who's who's going to be speaking down to you because exactly. they're people who are um, either going through it right now or mm-hmm. just went through it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not people who who don't have a clue yeah. um, the type of of pain you're going through in, in these uh, in whatever anxiety or or things like that you're going through. Um, or if you're not anxious and you just want to say hi, yeah, we, we like love to too. connect with people and talk with people. So if um, you're listening to this and you don't go to our church or you've never been, like seriously, come pop on our Facebook or on our website and send us a message. And, or if you're um, local, come on Sunday. Right, if we, you're local, come on Sunday, Shahala Middle School Yeah. at 11 a.m. Right. Um, I sounded so country when I said that. You did. That. Um, 11 a.m. There we go. <laughs> But like seriously, we just we love building relationships with people and leaning them into Christ. So if you've never said hi, whether you're local or halfway around the world, find a way to reach out. We would love to meet you and hear your story, yeah. um, and pray with you and pray for you and just know you. That's what it's all about. Yeah, uh, you want to pray for us and we'll yeah. close this thing out. Yeah, I prayed last week too. Gosh, oh, I I, stop signing up for this. If you stuff. feel too bad, I can, no, no, no. I'm just okay. kidding. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, um, I just thank you for um, the cross and how it has victory over all of our fears and all of our worries, Lord. Um, I thank you that you have given us um, in us the Holy Spirit, Lord, to help us fight our anxieties and our fears, Lord. And I just, um, I lift up those who feel encompassed in those fears and anxieties right now, Lord. I I pray for those who feel like there's not a way out, Lord. I just pray um, that you would... You would rescue them. You would send someone in their life to speak truth, whether it's this podcast or a friend, someone in their life to speak truth um, into their life and um, and just guide them towards you and your healing and your redemptive power, Father. Um, we pray for Pastor David as he's sick um, and anybody else who's just struggling um, with illness that's even terminal, Lord. There's so much fear wrapped up in terminal illness, Father. And um, we just pray that you comfort those people and um, give them rest, um, and peace as they're struggling with these terminal illnesses. Um, and we're just, you are so good, Lord. And, um, you, you redeem all things and you make all things good and you have new mercies for us every day. So please don't let us forget that as we turn off this podcast and go off about our daily lives, Lord, please let us remember, um, that you are our comforter. You are our father. You are our encourager. Um, and through you, anything is possible and there's no need to fear. Um, and let us, Believe that and feel that as true in our hearts and remember that as we go about our day and the rest of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, we really hope you got a lot out of that. We hope that our own stories are are beneficial. You know, as young as we may be, um, we think we have we have some life experience to, to I, share with you. I don't know. I got everything figured out. I don't know what y'all right, are talking exactly. about. <laughs> I'm just kidding. As young as we are, we are amazingly perfect. Uh, <laughs> Please note that oh, that gosh. was a joke. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, leave us a message. Um, we'd love to hear from you. And once again, I'm just going to say this because um, I can see the numbers and and um, we want you to be able to find our new channels. And um, we still have a lot of people listening to our old um, podcast and sermon channel. And we have our new ones that are going to be 
um, taking over and eventually we're going to stop uploading to SoundCloud. Um, so yeah, find, I'm, I'm posting links in all of our um, sermons and podcasts to the new channels, whatever, whatever you use, um, whether it's Spotify or iTunes um, or, or Google Play or whatever else. I don't even know all the podcast apps out there, but I think we have, we're, we're on most of them. And if we're not on one that you listen to, if you go and look up Axe Church Sermons or Axe Church Podcast, please uh, email me, croft at axecamus.org, because um, I will get it to that, uh, that platform. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you again next time. Next time.